I know who I am in Christ. I know he has given so much to me, and he has assured me of many things. I am a friend of God in Christ. I have access to the throne of God, and I am assured that I am being renewed. Being in Christ also gives me purpose for living. 2 Corinthians 5.20 identifies my purpose of being an ambassador for Christ. It says, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Last week, we memorized truth that revealed our purpose of being a witness for Christ. This week, our verse reveals that we are his ambassadors. One might think that a witness and an ambassador are the same thing. And in some ways, they are. But there is a reason that God called us both. And I think it's because each word holds a unique portrayal of our purpose. Last week, we discussed how a witness gives evidence after hearing, seeing, or experiencing something. And we talked about the many things that we have each seen and heard and experienced in our relationship with Jesus. We each, through the power of the Holy Spirit, have something to tell about. And we give witness to it with the desire that others will also come to see and hear and experience the goodness of God in Christ too. We're witnesses. So what is different between being a witness and being an ambassador? I did some research this week to find out about the distinct characteristics of an ambassador and found the most distinctive difference is, whereas a witness tells about, an ambassador represents. Through my research, I discovered that representation includes six specific things that we will consider. So let's take a look. First of all, an ambassador is a diplomatic agent of the highest order. You know, an ambassador is the authorized representative of his nation in the host nation in which he lives. Very shortly after an ambassador arrives in in the country, he presents his credentials to the appropriate person and officers in this host nation. The ambassador carries the authority of his sending nation, and his or her status in the host country is directly reflective of the authority of the nation that has sent him. You know, in Christ, we have a high calling too. Our highest calling is that God has told us that we are a new creation in Him. We represent that high calling to everyone around us in this world as we are ambassadors for Him. An ambassador is also a subject of a foreign land. You know, the ambassador is a citizen of one country and he represents that home country while living as a foreigner in another country. The ambassador is not a subject of the land where he lives and works. Ambassadors are not subject to the laws of the host nation that they carry, but they carry diplomatic immunity. You know, if a host country is unhappy with the actions of an ambassador, well, they can expel him, but they cannot prosecute him. And additionally, the ambassador's residence and offices are considered to actually be the real property of his sending nation. Now, this is really important for us to remember as ambassadors for Christ, because as ambassadors for Christ, We ought to feel strange in the world about us because we're not really citizens here. Paul tells us in Philippians 3 that we are citizens of heaven. The more we grow in Christ, the more we ought to sense the increase of our dissatisfaction with this world in which we live. We more and more realize that this world is not where we live. It's not our final home. Christians are actually dual citizens. We are faithful citizens of our home nation, We pray for its leaders and people, thankful to God for the blessings of national citizenship, 
But at the same time, we remember that the world around us is not the final authority and not the ultimate meaning of our lives and certainly not our home. If the world around us does not like the one we represent, God himself, well, you know, they may expel us, but they cannot prosecute us. All that we are and have is really the property of God himself as we are his ambassadors in this foreign land. An ambassador is also someone who embodies the honor of his home country. An ambassador is the symbol of the nation that sent him. You know, countries exchange ambassadors. The presence or absence of diplomatic personnel is a reflection of the level of friendship and cooperation that exists between nations. What you do to an ambassador and his personnel is perceived as being done to the sending nation, for the ambassador actually embodies the honor of his nation that sent him. As ambassadors of the Lord, you know, sometimes people here in the world may hurt us or offend us, but what we must realize is that they are really hurting and offending Christ, for we are representatives of him. This should give us great peace as we do that. An ambassador also represents his home nation. We just spoke about the obligations of the host nation toward the ambassador, that they really are uh, relating to the one who sent them. So the the nation is relating um, to God as it relates to us. As the world relates to us, it's actually relating to God. See, but the ambassador also has an obligation to his sending nation. An ambassador is not an independent agent. His job is to speak the messages that were given to him from his home country. He's neither to add nor subtract anything. He's expected and required to be a faithful representative. An ambassador's personal opinions are really just to be kept as that, his own personal opinions. Paul tells us that as ambassadors for Christ, God makes his appeal to others in the world through us. We are God's representatives. Our actions, our words, our behavior reflect back on him because we represent him. In effect, we affirm or deny our faith based upon what we say and what we do. We may be faithful ambassadors or we may be unworthy ones. Others will judge the message of Christ based upon the witness of our lives as his representatives. You and I represent the foreign policy of the kingdom of heaven. By our actions, we endorse or we undermine the witness to Christ we proclaim. That is great weight to carry. But you know what? We should not lose heart. God in his wisdom has chosen that his message be carried in earthen pots. That's what the Bible actually says, that God has put his treasure in these earthen vessels. And we're that earthen vessel. You know, it is said that there are three scandals in the gospel message. There's the scandal of the incarnation. I mean, the very idea that God himself might take on human flesh. There's the scandal of the cross, that being found in human flesh, God would permit himself to be victimized and abused, sent to his death like a common criminal. That's a scandal. But thirdly, there's the scandal of the church, that God would entrust the gospel message to people who are weak, hypocritical, and unlikely representatives of the Most High God. You know, but he does that. And just as we learned last week, his spirit will empower us to represent him well if we will wait upon his spirit to live and move through us. We can't be a good ambassador on our own, but he can shine through us as we wait upon his spirit. You know, an ambassador is also an apologist. 
You know, ambassadors represent the foreign policy of their sending nation, and they are apologists on its behalf. Now, in common usage in American English, the word apology typically means to admit sorrow, to say, I'm sorry. But, but that is not the only possible meaning of being an apologist. Apology can also mean to give explanation or to make a defense. The apologetic task of an American ambassador is to provide reasons, explanation, or rationale for American foreign policy. As they're in this foreign nation, they explain, they make a defense for, they give reasons for the reasons that Americans do things the way that they do. What's our foreign policy? Well, in the same way, as ambassadors for Christ, we should be able to give an explanation and make a defense for the truth of God's kingdom. Why God does the things that he does. And we know this from his word. So we must know the word well, and we must be willing to represent it. In our verse this week, Paul says, we beg you to be reconciled to God. And he does that as an ambassador. That's the message of God. And as you read through Corinthians, Paul was being a great ambassador, explaining and defending the truth, all the reasons that are right in front of us that we should be reconciled to God. An ambassador also celebrates his nation's key days. And an ambassador remembers, he celebrates and invites others to join with him in celebration of the key holidays of his home country. It's the job of an ambassador to sing his nation's song while residing in a foreign land and actually to invite his nation's friends and sometimes its enemies to join with him in those celebrations. One of the tasks of ambassadors of Christ is to celebrate the great events of the faith. Obviously, the top two would be Christmas and Easter. It's also appropriate to, to include in the list Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. Many believers also celebrate many Jewish holidays as they hold foundation to our faith in Christ. We also celebrate times of baptism and special worship days. Anything that celebrates the truth of the kingdom we represent. As ambassadors, we should celebrate. So as we've looked at these six key things that an ambassador does, you can see there is great distinction in this role of being God's ambassador. What a privilege. What a responsibility to. So who are you? And what are you doing here? You are an ambassador for Christ, representing him so that men here in this world, this place that's not your home, they might be reconciled to him and brought into his kingdom as well. How is that for a life of purpose?